buying and selling real estate, it can be a tough business to navigate. Sounds like you need some friends in the know. For instance, two longtime Twin Ports real estate professionals who know the ins and outs of the market. This is the Twin Ports Real Estate Show on 610 and FM 103.9 KDAM. Hey, good afternoon and welcome to the Twin Forks Real Estate Show. Jim Ronning, Gary Callagher here from REMAX Results. And every Saturday from 12 to 1 on 610 KDAL. Gary, how are you doing over there? Uh, Jim, we're, we're cold. It's frigid. It's not supposed to be like this. <clears throat> yes, and um, what week are we on for being socially distant recording this show? It must be about <laughs> week six, I, I think. Yeah, it's somewhere in there, yeah. We only missed one of them, so um, we do pretty good. But um, wow, um, unlike the weather, then the real estate market is sure heating up, huh? Unbelievable what is going on right now. You know, I think I think the the COVID nineteen uh, era is starting to we're starting to see it in our rearview mirrors, and I'm I'm really surprised because. Uh, maybe about three weeks ago, I put a house on the market, and, and uh, this was at the end of as we got into the first week of April. It might have been closer to a month now, and I, there, there was just a lot of apprehensive because apprehension because the um, uh, the governor had just shut down. This, he had given the stay of, uh, stay at home order uh, within the previous ten days from that, and, and suggested to these sellers that they hold off on putting the house on the market. Oh, I remember this one. Uh, which, Did we talk about this already? Understood. Yeah. Yeah, which they understood. Yep. And and then we put it on the market after about a week or ten days of this stuff. And this was a house that I thought was just going to just sell. It was such a nice house. And wow, I have a we got showings out of the gate. It happened, you know, but nobody wrote an offer. And and then we got an offer, and it wasn't acceptable, and we negotiated on it, and then it it went stale for about a week or so. and I think the sellers were a little concerned about, like, wow, you know, it's, is this thing really, is this COVID really affecting this market? And I think it was. And, uh, but last week, and I'll go back, let's go back to Sunday of last week. We started getting showing requests. And one showing, two showing, three showings, boom, we get an offer. Uh, countered it, and then boom, a couple more showings. Then we get another offer. And all of a sudden, you know, you got multiple offers on this place, and it's like, wow, where are these people coming from? So I would say midweek of this week, things just really seem to accelerate, and it's like, I, I don't know about you, but people are calling me. They want to list their houses. The buyers are coming out of the woodwork, and multiple offers are going on these properties. And, and in any event, you know, we had three offers, um, uh, I'll say two and a half offers on this house, and the seller chose one. And, you know, we, I was talking to them well into the evening earlier this week, and they're like, what changed? What happened? And, uh, and I think the only explanation that I have, Jim, is the COVID-19 is in our rearview mirrors. And I think the market is sensing that, and I think the market is starting to accelerate. And I think your conversation with uh, Rich Levin last week, he indicated that, that when this stuff, we start to get through this and, and move forward, this market's going to, like, take off. And I think that's what we're seeing here locally, is this market is, is I think, on the cusp of really starting to blow open. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. And, um, you know, 
I have a um, seller. I have one of those listings that you're talking about. I thought as soon as I put it on the market, um, I would get offers. Um, and we haven't had that happen. Um, and so today my seller's coming in. And so this is one that we're going to lower the price on. Um, but admittedly, um, we did kind of put it at the upper side of the valuation because, you know, there wasn't really anything on the market. And um, wow, um, there's a lot on the market now. I mean, it's, it's all going. I'll tell you another one. Um, so that one we're going to lower. And I, I think as soon as we do, we lower that price, we'll get an offer and it'll be sold. Um, I just started working with some brand new buyers here uh, earlier this week. I took them out one one um, one day. I think it was on uh, Wednesday. No, it was Tuesday. We went out on Tuesday. We looked at three houses. And I got notifications from all of the agents before I was showing it that there were offers coming in on all three. So, um, and believe it or not, we made an offer on one of those three. And we went, let's see, what the percentage be? We went 3% over asking price and we lost. So obviously um, that wasn't enough. The seller must have got a little bit more. Um, but man, we were right there at the high water point of the value of that home and we still lost out. So it's a competitive world out there in real estate and the market is very busy and values are very stable right now yeah so, and the other thing that i think people are jumping on the boat about is the mortgage interest rates jim right uh, you know and earlier this week and we don't i don't have the update uh, uh but as of yesterday friday the 30-year uh fixed interest rate was 2.875 for for new purchases and you know you're if you get a 15-year loan it was 2.25 so you know, the money is, to borrow money is very cheap right now. And I, so I think the market is also sensing that. And, you know, this market is just like taking off, you know, and the, the refi market is so good. And I, I want to point out that refi interest rates are a little bit higher than the purchase, new purchase mortgage interest rates. And so I think uh, earlier this week I saw, or I'll go back to uh, last weekend, I saw the refi uh, mortgage interest rates at 3.15. Monday of, of this past week, they had the refi rates had already jumped up to uh, 3.5. Right. Yeah, and I wonder if that's going to be a shape of things to come. You know, um, haven't I mean, in my estimation, the refi rates and the new money rates were kind of always the same, but that doesn't surprise me, and I'm, I'm thinking that that makes sense. Um, interesting. Yeah, so I think the market is is on the cusp of blowing open. Um, it's encouraging to see this, um, but the um, uh, the the, uh, the lack of inventory with new houses on the market is still there. Right. But I I'm certainly sensing that people are ready to sell their homes, get their homes on the market, and the buyers. I think the buyer the energy of the buyers has been there, but I think the lack of inventory has been something that they. Uh, that the whole market has struggled with. And I think that's about to end. What do you think? I think that the, the clearest indication that the market is back is when the NFL announced the schedule. <laughs> <laughs> I think that gave confidence to everybody. And, you know, um, no, I'm just kidding. Um, no, I agree. It's, it's really blowing apart around here. Um, now here, I don't mean to be um, negative Nelly. 
Um, but I did read the other day, and I'm looking at it right now, that there is a desperate seller situation in New York City. So, yes. is that is that a a you know future for us? Who knows? But this is the high end houses. Um, they give a couple of examples here that um, the average offer was fourteen point five percent below asking price on some of these high end houses, and um, they're talking about multiple price cuts on some of these big big houses. Like one one sold for. Um, 2.01 million in 2016 and now it's on the market for 1.65 million. So that is a huge huge drop percentage wise in the value of that high end stuff. So and what they're saying is that it's it's finally come to settle in in New York and um so I mean I don't know who knows where the where the virus is going to go. I don't know if it's going to get bad in the Midwest or if if it's um the herd mentality out there happening in New York as we speak. You know, which is what kind of what I think. Um, but yeah, so it's really, really good right now. And I don't see that changing on the, um, you know, in the near future here. But wow, it's what's happening out in New York is starting to take is starting to take hold. Um, and so very interesting stuff. We'll have to watch like California and some of the other places where, you know, typically the market starts to fall. But I don't think I hope, you know, we, we always we're always what do we say we're behind in fashion and we're behind in real estate values. So, yeah. uh, anyway, let's hope that we're behind in fashion on this one, huh? Well, I think the markets are, are finally starting to ease. I think, uh, you know, in the next segment, we can go over some of, some of the uh, uh, stories that came out as we were getting the stay-at-home orders and find it interesting to see what some of the trends were at that point to where we are now. Right. And, uh, but it's good to see that we've put this thing behind us, or I think for the most part we've put it behind us. And as we're just cautious about how we open everything up again, the real estate market is certainly going to be, uh, uh, you know, on the forefront of things. And uh, and I see a positive sign with what's going on right now. That's right. Yeah, um, I agree with you. I think this market is um, really, really hot right now. And, you know, the buyers have to be ready to compete and get in there and make an offer. And you, you just can't really, you can't really fool around. But then at the, at the same time, Gary, we always tell them, look, like I talked to these young folks the other day when we lost out is, you know what, we're going to find one. This is just the first one. And uh, maybe it was a good lesson in the end. And they both agreed that they wouldn't have gone any higher than they had. They thought they made a very strong offer. And, you know, hey, so we'll see how this goes. All right, Gary, we got about a minute left here. What do you want to talk about in the next hour? Well, we want to talk about some of the indicators. Next that segment, came out. not next hour. Go back to the first week of, of April. And these came out on, on one and how the housing market, how we'll notice that it's going to be rebounding. Uh, then I also have some uh, mortgage uh, trends for real estate as we get into the the second quarter of, of 2020. And uh, interesting to see how the two relate to one another. All right. Well, that's perfect timing. We'll take our first break. Folks, you're tuned in to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show, and we will be right back. Hey, welcome back to the second segment of the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Ronning, Gary Callagher here from Remax Results every Saturday from 12 to 1 on KDL 610 AM on your dial. And Gary, what is the FM dial? I can never get that one right. That's 103.9 on that. There you go. It's just programmed into my car, and so it's just like it comes up as KDL. All right, so um, why don't you shout out your phone number here so people can get a hold of you. Folks, you can reach me at 218 218- 
390-0615. And I want to let everybody know, Jim, that uh, if if people are selling uh, land, if they're selling multifamily housing, those are very good markets this year. And uh, give us a call if you if you need help with value on those or would like somebody to look at them because those are going to be good markets and uh, and and we don't have enough of the supply for the demand that we have right now. All right, good point. And my telephone number is 218-348-7653. And what I'd like to remind them is that not only can we handle that, but we can also give you a virtual value. So in other words, we can put a pretty good value analysis on your house without getting into it um, if there's still some nerves out there. And um, we do offer that. And it, it's it's just with the caveat that, you know, of course, the, the value has to be um, guaranteed, or I'm sorry, reevaluated with the insight if you do decide to sell. But we sure can give you a really good ballpark from the curb as they speak. Yes, good point. Um, and then I, I also want to mention here, Jim, that um, earlier this week, I have a new listing that will be coming on the market next week. And one of the things that I, I do for, for my residential houses is I have a drone. And so I, I take my own drone pictures. And, you know, when these drones are fairly sophisticated oh, yes, they and are. They, they get updates and they do all that stuff. And so I've never had an issue with my drone going out to somebody's house and have it not be able to take off. Well, earlier this week, I, I took it out. I was going to take drone photos of, of uh, this house I'll be listing. Yeah. And I, I had everything set up. It was all updated. And I and I go to take it off and, and I got this red warning really? signal and I, I pressed the button on it and it said you cannot take off you are in a no flight no zone. flight zone how close were you to an airport well i was up it was up in, in hermantown uh, uh i was probably two miles from the actual airport itself maybe two and a half miles but there's that inner zone that you're up that when you're up there and you can't fly these drones and they are programmed Right. to to know that and so that's one of the spooky things about this stuff is is they um uh you know the software the hardware that they have in these things they know and if you're in a no-fly zone it doesn't let you take off and so that was a new experience for me uh and uh so i'm i'm downsizing and trying a little bit lesser quality of a drone and going back up there is, uh, on Monday to see if we can at least get something up in the air. But but uh, interesting that, that uh, it knows that stuff internally. You know, um, two years ago, I sold this really big place on the South Shore um, and super nice property. And I hired someone to do a drone video. And out on the South Shore of Lake Superior, he put his drone up several times. And that was what happened. He's in some kind of a no-fly zone right on the lake um it was really very interesting there's not an airport anywhere but that's what that's the error message or whatever he was getting and um it's just it's very you don't you're not sure and there are, if you're close to an airport in superior duluth you're going to have a hard time getting some drone video because you're going to you're going to run into that yeah well you know and, and now park point has has uh, airport at the end of it and over in superior they have the one over at the tri-state fairgrounds right in that area and i've never had an issue down on, on park point and you know when you think about it and those drones can go up almost 400 feet when you're in that proximity to even one of those smaller airports it, I, i've never been shut down like that I gotcha. and so the, your big commercial airports have a much different uh 
Uh, well, let me ask you a question. Can you, you know, you, they, they, they're protected. Can and you do so, a can you but, do a drone video from a lower height? I tried. I tried. You know, I went to the lowest height of, available to where I could only get above the, the, the treetops. But in inside an no flight zone, it doesn't matter. You can't. Uh, you can't take off. Wow, that's very interesting. Yeah, because you can you can set the heights and you can go up on those things. And and I uh, I tried to get it to the lowest setting setting available, and it wouldn't, it wouldn't let me. So. Uh, Interesting, and I hope we can get some drone videos of, of the, this place. But uh, hey, can I ask you? That you're not going to be able to put those drones up, and, uh, and it's understand. Can I ask you a related question? Yeah. Real quick, what did you have to do to be able to fly a drone? How did you register? Well, you can fly a drone. I mean, you can get one, and you don't have to register or get oh, certified. I, mean, I thought you did. You don't have to do that, but but if 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 you want to do it commercially. If I want to like start taking pictures for pay and stuff like that, then you have to get the you have to take the drone course. And actually, I've started the drone course. You know, it's and it's uh, I haven't finished it, but but I have started it. But I've been flying my drone just for my own personal uses, and and I use it to take pictures of my new listings and things like that. And I've had this thing going on three years, and so uh, I've never never and I don't abuse it. I mean, I I I just do it recreationally, and I've never had an issue. But uh, I'm not aware of any, you know, any uh, uh, certification that you have to have, but I think it's a good idea to understand, you know, what you're doing as uh, flying the, these drones. If you get in around people, around events, and it, you know, specifically around, uh, you know, these airports, which obviously I found out you can't take off if you're that close to them. Right. Well, Ryan is a drone pilot, Ryan Bayless, who works with me and. He's done several drone videos for us, and uh, yeah, they, they turn out wildly awesome. Um, is he certified? Did he get his yeah, certification? Yeah, he's he is. Yep, he's got a certification. You know, an interesting, I don't know if this is, I, I, I won't say the name, but there's another agent that works for our company, and I know for a fact that his son is in the military, and guess what he's doing? He's, uh, he's drone being surveillance. Yeah, he's, he's, been tra- he's been trained to do, to... You know, fly some kind of a drone. Um, I don't really? even know if his dad and mom know what it is he's flying, but um, it's it's yeah, that's his career. That's the, that's what he wanted, and that's what he got. So it was uh, quite wild. Well, drones have become a big part of the real estate uh, right picture galleries, and 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 so it, it, I'm, not everybody's using them, but a lot of people are, and and they're fascinating, and they give a much different perspective of of a house. Yeah. When you're up in the air looking down at it and the surrounding area, the kind of the lay of the land, and you get a pretty good perspective of it. And and so it's it's kind of something that we've incorporated into our, our business. And uh, I think they're neat. I like them. I like doing it. And uh, uh, this this whole new experience that I had was was just uh, a little bit eye opening. It's like, you know, they they know where you're at. There <laughs> they're you go. inside of your drone. And uh they're grounding you if you get too close to these airports. So. Do, you, do you remember the old school drone-like video, uh, pictures that we used to take? I, I had people ask me, they go, how do you get that high angle? Well, I'll never tell my secrets. Well, it was an eight-foot ladder that I threw in the back of my truck. <laughs> <laughs> that, was the, that was the closest thing to a drone video we used to get. But Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I do remember we were talking, when it comes to drones, you and I, and this is so many years ago now, we were we, we first were talking about you know aerial video um, 
in photography used by real estate agents out west. And it right. was it was unheard of here, but you know we kind of broke it in the Twin Ports on the Twin Ports Real Estate Show, of course. So yeah, it's been around for a while now, but it sure is interesting, and it sure is um, you know let's talk about some uses. Uh, there's a lot of home inspectors that are using a drone now, and they use well, that. They put it up just a little bit just to see and take pictures of the roof, which you know they can't really see from the ground as well. So, very interesting. Well, I, you're you're absolutely right. These drones have helped immensely with, you know, if you can't get access to, like you mentioned, the roof, uh, you can put those drones up, and the and the, the quality of, of the uh, the pictures are so good, and the video you can take video from these things, and you really can see a lot from from you know hovering over a roof and looking at it. So. Um, it's, it's very important. But the other thing that I find is some of these pictures, you know, you have a still camera. You take these still photos and you get you get in a house that has a lot of trees around it. And it's very difficult to get a good shot oh, yeah. uh, when you have a lot of brush or bush and, and trees surrounding the house. You just never can get a good uh, still photo. So being able to get those drones, and even if they get up a little bit, and I mean you know, like 10, 15, 20 feet, you get a much different perspective uh, from a drone still photo that gives the house a little bit more uh, of that curb appeal that you're looking for in these photos versus, you know, you got to take it from the ground and you, you, you just can't see through the trees, you know, and you never want to take a, a, a picture from the back of the house and put that as your main photo right. out there in the marketplace. So they've helped a lot with giving uh, a different perspective when you have a house, uh, something like that, you know. Right. Yeah. And the only, I think the, the exception to that rule would be a lake property for the most part. But yeah, most of the time we want to take a picture from the street. You know, that is the, the kind of authentic view of uh, the house that, that people kind of expect. Yeah. Well, I think what you just mentioned there, the lake properties, what a different perspective of those. You get those drones up a little bit. And if you've got like river from oh, property, yeah. you can see how the river flows in relation to the house. If you've got a lake, you can see how the lake is and, and the relation of the house is surrounding the lake uh and so i think it's it's uh it's just become a, a really big tool for us in the real estate community that more and more people are getting involved in and more and more people want and uh, uh and i and i think it's a good thing i really do and i i think as long as you don't abuse uh, uh what you do and you know one of the things you have to remember is you you can take your your drone up and you can put it in these right-of-ways you know when you're on the street or an avenue or whatever but you can't cross over into somebody else's lot line and I've, I've had a couple experiences where your neighbors come running out of their house and, and they, some people are just really, they don't like this stuff. I mean, they, they get ticked off. And as long as you stay within the boundaries of, of the person that you're dealing with, you're fine. Um, but um, some people are, are, they don't like them and they get spooked about it. And oh, so yeah. you have to understand that if you encroach yep. into somebody else's lot, you know, they can take their fishing rod and go hook you or your drone and... <laughs> And, uh, Isn't it like an old uh, Bud Grant trick? You know, um, he, he's been known in Gordon to like if, if you're fishing in front of his, if you're fishing in front of his cab, and maybe he'll he'll start playing catch with his dog in the in the lake. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know if that's true I or like not. Drones, that's just... I like the perspective that they give to us, and uh, they're they're widely used in our field right now. And uh, I don't think that that I don't think we're going to go backwards with it. But the technology in them is is really amazing and. The fact that they can ground you in certain areas, I think, I think it's good. I actually think it's good, but uh, um, we'll have to see if we can get some drone photos of this this new listing I have coming. 
So, in, you know, speaking of this kind of new equipment and technology, um, it just a couple of days ago, I ordered a new style of camera. Um, and it's sort of a, a handheld video camera um, that is self-leveling. So as you as you video through a house and you've got it in your hand, you know, even if your hand goes, you know, askew, this will keep the camera level. It's got its own camera um, and it just does amazing videos. Um, so I ordered that and uh, I paid a lot of extra shipping. Like I paid $70 in shipping to get this thing here in two weeks. Otherwise, where's it, where's it coming from? Uh, I think it's coming Europe? from China. Oh, um, really? Okay. Yep. Yeah, um, at least that's where it, where it indicated it was going to be shipped from. But I, I was looking online more at when I finally found what I wanted. And Steve Germond has one, another real estate agent, and it's just the, it's it's exactly what I need. Um, I was online looking at all these different places, and I realized, look at the ship times, look at when the arrival time is, and finally, I just started to search by the ship date, and that was the best I could do. I had to pay an extra seventy bucks or sixty bucks. Um, in extra shipping um, just to get it here within a couple of weeks. But I think it's going to really be something that's amazing. And once we start using it and things, then I'll, I'll report on it. But, yeah, there's so many technological breakthroughs that are out there. Um, it's kind of mind-blowing, um, yeah. if you ask me. I mean, it's just it's wild. So I think the real estate market is going to get a lot more sophisticated around Duluth and Superior even more than it is. And that, to me, is pretty wild. It's exciting. I mean, it's very exciting. Uh, uh, and I think still one of the biggest comments that we hear from people, Jim, uh, even with all the picture technology that we have and that type of stuff, is when they walk in a house, uh, it's either, um, wow, the pictures make this look so much better. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we've been <laughs> and, hearing that for so years. I, we still hear comments like that. You yep. know? So you can have the best pictures. You can use the wide-angle cameras. You can give that perspective. But when somebody walks in there... Uh, and they say, boy, the pictures made this look so much better. You, you realize how important it is that people get inside a house and are able to like see it from their, with their, own, from their own perspective because right. the pictures are great. They do a great job, but it's different when you walk in and you finally uh, get to, to feel it and connect with it on that level. Yeah, and I would say, too, that some of these cameras that they were using, I don't see these as much anymore. I don't know if you do. You can ask. You can comment after is we used to see these these pictures in the multiple listing service and it would the walls would look curved and it's because yes. it was a it was a panoramic view and it and it kind of skewed what the house and the room actually looked like and I think that that's much worse than you know just taking a normal picture because it was just kind of weird to see you don't see that very much anymore do you no, I don't, you know, and I think they've got the, what they call the fisheye lens, which is yeah. the wide angle lens. And some people have issues with that, but I actually prefer those wide angle lenses. As long as you have I a like good the wide, camera yeah, as long as it's and a true. good lens, yeah. those, uh, those, those wide angle cameras get so much more perspective. And, uh, uh, yeah. but the panorama views, yes. I mean, we used to do those and, and you're right. It would bend the photo. It's like it would bend the picture and it had all, always had the strange look to it. So we don't see those much anymore. But it right. uh, it was certainly something that had had a short life, shelf life, uh, within the last say five six years of our you know, what's going on with real estate. All right, Gary, we got to take a break here. But before we do it, give your number out again, folks. You reach me at two one eight three nine zero zero six one five. 
And my phone number, folks, is 218-348-7653. We're going to take a quick break here. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. We'll talk to you in a minute. Hey, welcome back to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Ronning, Gary Callagher here from REMAX Results. All right, Gary, let's talk about some of those promised indicators that uh, we sort of talked right through for our next break. Yeah. Yeah, so, well, back when we were getting the, the initial phase of the stay-at-home orders, uh, there was a lot of stuff that was going on. And, and if you remember, the real estate community was considered an essential service, so they didn't shut us down. Right. Uh, but there was a lot of uh, stories being written about what's going on in the real estate community nationally. And one of the stories that came out, and this goes back into the first week of April, Jim, were five indicators that will show when the housing market is rebounding from COVID-19. And I just want to reread those because uh, some of them are still relevant and some of them you can see where it's starting to ease. And, and number five uh, was the data from the hardest hit sectors will start to trend upward. And what that means is that the restaurant industry, the airlines, the hotels, the bars, the clubs, the movie theaters, uh, taxis, Ubers, Lyfts, all those things. Uh, Gasoline purchases was another uh, uh, metric that they were using. When we start to see that stuff trend upward or the the reopening of some of these industries, that will begin to be a sign of of, – uh, that we're we're starting to come out of this thing, and I th- I think that we, certainly the hotel motel restaurant industry isn't coming back online, and that that still remains to be seen when that's all going to happen. And and I've heard some pretty wild stuff, Jim, that these hotels, motels, and restaurants and bars and stuff, it may be mid June to first part of July before they start getting back up and running. So that one is still in place. And I you know just uh, a comment on the restaurant thing is that I. I I believe around here, at least, that the you know people are getting more and more and more to go orders. And I, my my particular point was um, a friend of mine owns the Guadalajara in the Superior Mariner Mall, and Cinco de Mayo. I mean, it, her parking lot was so was so packed it looked like the Mariner Mall actually had retail in it, you know, <laughs> which is kind of a joke. Wow. Um, yeah, and. Um, so busy that you know they interviewed her on um, a couple of the different news stations. So uh, there are people coming out to get their Cinco de Mayo fix. And I think the other thing that has helped is um, they're allowed to uh, serve a drink with the meal that they um, deliver. At least that's in Wisconsin. I'm not. Is that true in Minnesota too? I'm not. I'm not aware. I don't know. Okay. All right. So next next indicator. Number four, Jim, was going to be the decline in credit stress and jobless claims. And um, I don't think we've gotten to the point to where we can say that's on an upward trend. I think the jobless claims yeah. are still exploding. Yes. And I think credit stress is is still there. I don't think it's as significant as the jobless claims. But I don't think that we can honestly sit here and say that that one has um, started to ease. Uh, number three. The 10-year yield goes above 1%. And the 10-year yield is a bond. It's a, it's a bond market. Right. And that is the indicator of the mortgage interest rates. And they're saying when that 10-year yield goes above 1%, that we will begin to – that will be a sign that we're coming out of this um, COVID uh, uh, issue. And right now that sits at, in the high – it's like 0.67, and that was as of uh, Friday – 
Uh, it had it had actually gone up to 0.77 earlier this week, but uh, that still hasn't. Uh, that's still volatile. It's still fluctuating quite a bit, and that keeps those interest rates low. Uh, number two, Jim, was going to be the end of the stay-at-home orders. Yep. And that certainly hasn't happened yet. It's starting to happen slowly. And this, remember, this story is a little over a month old. Right. And so, um, you know, once once the stay-at-home orders start to end, then you'll start to to see these these uh, uh, housing market. You know, this this story was related to the housing market uh, that that will start to uh, rebound from this thing. So we've got four of them that we've mentioned so far, Jim, and really four of them are all still in place. I don't think we can really say that any of them are, are out of play here. So, And the number one indicator that they have here is uh, what's it's called flattening the curve. And that's flattening the curve of the um, uh, COVID-19 cases, you know, nationally. And and so that, that they said, was the first uh, prerequisite uh, event that had to happen that's going to be an indicator that the housing market is going to start to rebound and i think that's that's certainly happening i mean i think that's happening all across the country um and so that's a good sign but uh interesting to see that those those five trends that they wrote over a month ago four of them are still really well in play here jim and um when we start to see some of those trends changing and I and I specifically am looking at the housing, or not the housing, but the the hospitality industry that deals with the hotels, motels, restaurants, bars, clubs, those types of things. The airline industry, the the gasoline purchases, like they say, those types of things will. Um, uh, once we start to see an upward trend in there, that's going to be a really good sign when we start to see these restaurants opening up, the clubs opening up. And so that was the, why I'm really. Yeah. I hope these people can recover because it's been decimating to them, and I feel yeah. really bad locally here about what's happened to. For these people because they, they these these are people that you know these hospitality industries jim they're not easy no and they require uh, an awful lot of work and they require an awful lot of dedication from the employees that are that are involved in them and uh and the, the owners and the people are so dedicated to to to, to providing the consumers with with these conveniences you know uh, and so I hope they recover, and I hope everybody's going to be okay with it. But it's uh, um, it's been pretty pretty devastating. Yes, I agree. So that was the top five, right? Yeah. Can yeah. I can I give you and the then, can then I we, give you number six? Yeah, give me number six. Well, of course, it would be the announcing of the National Football League schedule. <laughs> Listen, We're you're coming out of it, Gary. But I mean, it's uh, <laughs> that was a I that was a really big psychological boost to me when that happened earlier this week and they you know came what? out with the, yeah. the scheduling and uh you know what depressed uh, me just slightly right so I've, I have season tickets to the vikings right yep first game is green bay at oh. minnesota right yes. and who knows if it's going to be too soon to have crowds gathering or not and um you know the possibility of the nfl playing in front of you know nobody um for the first few weeks so it's it's interesting let's see how these things develop um i was excited to when when they were talking a week or so ago about you know how they were going to do the major league baseball season you know kind of regionally and and they had these ideas floating out there man i thought that was a great idea and i just haven't heard anything more about it but 
Anyway, well, I'm going to stick they, with my number six. In the last couple of days about baseball and, and that they were going to go back to uh, uh, like a spring training for the month of June and that the, the season would kick off sometime late June or early July. Uh, they were going to have to, you know, yep. kind of go through a, 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 an abbreviated spring training again. And uh, I know the National Basketball Association, they've, they've told the clubs that they can start to ramp up practicing. So yeah, we'll see where all the sports stuff goes. But but boy, what a change. If you're a sports person, you know, and, and, and you enjoy that stuff, you you just, it's been completely eliminated. And, and I don't know about you, but, you know, I'm, I'm an avid sports person and I like to watch sports. I really like our local sports. And I don't think I've really, other than for maybe watching some news, I don't think I've turned my TV on this whole time. Right. Did you also did you also hear what kind of is exploding? No. The sale maybe. of fishing licenses. Oh well, it's yep. Today's and especially for especially for kids. So I kind of read that, and I, that's you know what that's pretty that's a pretty cool trend. I mean, everybody's tired of being cooped up a little bit. So boy, we're in really good timing as far as you know. This is the longest nicest part of the year coming up for us. And yes. uh, I think it comes right at the perfect time for all of our psyches. So even though it's still a little chilly, um, we know it's getting better. So, I, how much time do we have, Jim, before we go on our next? Uh, break? We got another another minute and a half, and I just I just wanted to um, mention something. Um, there was a there was a there was a realtor who was killed back in January, and we did talk about this, I believe. Um, and it was out of Minneapolis and, you know, real estate's kind of a dangerous game. And, and just, just today when I was pulling up news, um, for, uh, real estate news, this was like the first thing that popped up. They just now erected, uh, arrested the fugitive wanted for killing the real estate agent that happened all the way back in January. And, um, that, that person, um, his name is, um, geez, what is this? Uh, Barry Davis, um, he's in jail now in Cook County, um, Chicago area, and um, man, I just I'm glad to see that that person was apprehended. And uh, we always have to remind ourselves and our fellow agents that you know this this job is, you know, it can be a dangerous business, um, you know. And uh, I'm certainly glad that they they found this person and uh, arrested him finally. So. Well, that's it's, this is a good point, Jim, and it's um, it's something that we deal with the, the security yeah. of us, uh, and we've dealt with it more over the last five years than I can than I ever recall. And, right. And you know, since I got into real estate, and, and they have we have uh, safety safety classes that we we take and train, and and uh, you know, one of the big things is like you know we have a lot of women in in, in yeah. the real estate industry, and if women goes on a a rural country showing and there's nobody around and they're meeting somebody there and you don't know who they are. That's, that, that's one of those situations where you got to be a little bit careful. I mean, even a guy, you know, I mean, who right. knows what's going to happen. There's a lot of stories that have gone on nationally here that, that, that uh, deal with the security of the real estate uh, agents. And uh, you always got to be aware. You got to keep your, your head on a swivel and uh, carry your mace and uh, yeah. <laughs> hope you never you know, have gotta, to use it. I got to tell you that I've been, I've been on probably, two different appointments properties where I have the hair stand up on the back of my neck because I'm just like going, Oh, this person just isn't right. So we all can run into that kind of a person. And, um, yeah, it's kind of scary, but I'm certainly glad that they caught this murderer and 
real estate isn't as safe as somebody would think. And yeah, we, we it's a good thing that we do have safety in mind and it's very highly trained now in our industry. All right, Gary, we've got to take our last break here. Folks, you're tuned into the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. We will be right back. Hey, welcome back to the last segment of the Twin Ports Real Estate Show for this week, which is May 9th, Saturday. We're recording on Friday, May 8th. Um, so <clears throat> I just wanted to pull up active listings. We talked right at the beginning of the show of how the market's blowing up. And um, right now in the city of Duluth, actively for sale without any kind of another status. So if a property is active on the market, that's its status. If it's if it's got an offer that's been accepted, there are different statuses for that. I excluded every one of them. Okay, so this is only the ones that are purely active and can be shown, you know, and we have 140 in Duluth, 140 active listings. Now, that is going to also pull in anything that kind of has a Duluth address. It's kind of really hard to um, separate it. Now, I'm going to check Superior. Duluth was 140 and Superior is 38. So, what was the average list price? Of, do you have the average list price of those listings in Duluth? Of the I, let me, let me active look. listings? Let me look. Okay, just pull it right back up again. I didn't search that. I just was counting the number. Uh, let me just see really quick. And, and one of the things while you're looking here that that um, earlier this week I had done uh, a little bit of a, some stat check and and uh, looking in, in uh, overall there was a in Duluth there was a two and a half month supply of homes, Jim, which is very low. Right. And in I think the price point I looked at between like one and two hundred fifty thousand, there was less than a two month supply of houses. So um, we need some houses on the market. That's an unbalanced market in terms of. Um, that's a seller's market when you have that little of a month supply. And, uh, so, and everybody, an average market is a three to five month sure. supply of homes. Right. Well, this is a strange number. There must be some really high end houses here because 140 listings, the dollar volume is 60 million, which leaves an average, average price of 430. What's the median price? Do they show what the median price is? 372. That. Oh. seems a little inflated there's got to be a couple of you know it, it you can have um um just a couple of really high-end houses that can really bring that up but yeah i that's what it said i'm not making it up it doesn't sound right yeah, to no, me. I... that doesn't sound right to me does it sound right to you well yeah i mean i think it okay. is i okay. think that if everybody's got high values i think that there's some upper end houses that are sitting on the market right i think that market has slowed a little bit and that's going to bring the average of yeah. Uh, list price of these numbers and, the, and a higher average list price and a higher average of median value. Yeah. So, yeah. So, okay, great. well, let's do this. That's a it's a great point. So, we've got we've got 11 houses listed in the city of Duluth, which I mean, I'm sorry, where I searched, which is the area of Duluth. Um, 11 houses that are a million dollars or more. Well, actually, one of them is 9995. So, that is a lot. You know, and well, the highest one is 1.5. So in Duluth, we we that's a lot of houses over a million dollars. You don't see that in this marketplace, so right. Uh, that that's going to add to the increased average list price, no doubt right. about it. And there are there are um, fifty um, that are over four fifty. So um, there's there's pretty decent size of uh, what we call the, the the more expensive housing. So all that's right, Jerry, let's see what we're market. doing here. Yeah. All right, listen, we're out of time. Uh, phone number All really right. quick. 218-390-0615.